1: plushcare.com slash weight loss. You serious?
0: Hello, Marcus Bronzy here from How to Kill, and now we're about to kick off an amazing episode with Russell Kane, who's a comedian, podcaster, TV presenter, host, author, you name it, in entertainment, this guy has done it. I think he's even written a... a a play. I'm from writing, thinking. I think he has written a play. Yeah. So uh, today I'm joined by Russell Kane, who's known amongst a lot of things, but at the moment something that's really connecting uh, his caning videos. We'll make sure that we pop a link in the show description so you can check out those. He also lets us know about a very special edition show he's got coming up with one of his new characters, Terry, this Sunday after the podcast drops. Uh, the podcast is dropping on the 24th of April, 2020. So if you're listening after Sunday. April the twenty sixth, and uh, you'll have to watch that back. Right, we get through loads today, uh, some funny stuff, and also some serious chat as well. So here we go. Here's Russell Kane here on How to Kill an Hour. How you doing? You all right? I'm good, thank you very much. Thank you for all of the content you've been churning out during this Corona period because I don't even want to try and avoid it anymore. I think everybody's kind of like, oh, we shouldn't talk about it, but it's life now. I feel like part of every single conversation that I have, I need to kind of find out how everyone's coping. So how are you coping, mate?
1: Um, well, I've thrown myself into work massively. Uh, so I, the first day of lockdown, I just hit the phones. I scheduled lots of things. And my, my thinking was this, um, Marcus, can I just, the tumble dryer is, is really bugging me. Can I close <laughs> you? <laughs> please, just close.
0: please. We can start That's again brilliant. and we can leave that in because that I is what it's, it's like at it. the moment.
1: No, no. Because you probably want to know- this is what people.
0: this is what it's like this is what it's like now
1: that is the noise of a bico uh 1000 uh spin and tumble combined cycle the nerds are now jacking off hearing that in the background so anyway oh my gosh what's the rpm oh, oh. <laughs> it's a. Uh, I decided that um, I was going to throw myself straight in and I yeah. knew the way the market was going to go, if you like, for us. Because if you're a live performer, it's obviously everything's going to drift onto virtual. Now, I got a little bit lucky in that three or four years ago, I started doing these things called um, canings, which are they're somewhere in between just doing a funny monologue and uh, doing stand up on your own in the bedroom. Now, doing stand up on your own in the bedroom and trying to be funny with no audience is cringe there's no way around it but blogging and just talking on YouTube everyone's used to seeing so I wondered whether there was something halfway in between where I've got the body language of stand-up but the timing slightly different incredibly difficult no one's got a natural talent for it the only way you could do it is learn it by getting it wrong for about two years well what aren't I the lucky little bastard that (laughs) I just happen to have practiced a format I need there's no other way of getting stand-up out there and um, yeah. so I've just jumped in doing two of those a week. Topical stand-ups all about the lockdown. and really throwing myself into it.
0: Yeah, man, and you and you and you're nailing it. Like, how do you do them? Because they they're proper, like, bam, 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 bam! You smash the jokes out. So, like, do you just get on and rant and 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 how does it but, turn from
1: what you do to? So what I try, to, when I, when I do a like when I do a live tour day before I go into like the tour shows, like say two hours total with an interval, but only about ninety minutes of that is. Whatever the show's about that like, year, you know, my dad, my life, my wife, whatever. And the first 10 minutes is always me improvising. So I've got like that weird, slightly trippy, something not wired right in my brain. As long as the adrenaline's pumping and there's audience there, I can make do that sort of Ross Nobley stuff, but high energy in my own style. Um, so I I my brain, for whatever egotistical, pathetic, narcissistic reason, as soon as I'm filming myself in my bedroom with no one watching, my brain thinks goes into audience mode. I don't know why. Thank God it does. So what I do is I write a few bullet points, say I'm going to talk about the soldier that walked around his garden. I'm going to talk about people that choose to sunbathe over not get coronavirus. And I'm going to talk about people that wear gloves to go to the supermarket. That's <laughs> all I'll start with, three bullets, and maybe a couple of silly things I've thought of in the shower while I'm getting ready or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then I'll just start improvising. So I will rant to the camera for 10 minutes, say, 12 minutes, 13 minutes max. So the raw footage you would see is me sort of stood around going, oh, I know, I know, I'll do an impression of the soldier over here and then do a walk of the soldier and then I'll do a silly face. Then I'll think of something funny to say. And then I'll run downstairs, stick it on the laptop and cut it down to, well, it used to be three or four minutes, but now I'm doing sort of six, seven, eight minute videos now.
0: Oh, mate, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're really long. I mean, one of them even made a kind of a, a caning, made an appearance on on BBC last night, really. I feel like that's what it was. <laughs>
1: i know and uh yeah so that's what what's happened is sorry one second mark sorry no,
0: you know what while, while russell takes care of this i just want to say this is indicative of all zoom conversations and all online conversations now Everyone's juggling doing stuff at the moment. Before we even put no, no, Russell was doing some business. I was like, Oh, Russell, don't mind if I just send a quick email, do you? just got 30 seconds in. It, it,
1: it's, it's very unusual, but just so just so the listeners know what's happening, it's the most Essex. I hate stereotypes. <laughs> I'm sadly, I'm <laughs> my mate's flogging a car on my behalf, and I've got to check the money's credited. I mean, yeah. It, <laughs> chassis number, blow talk to your chassis number off. No, so what, what's happened is. I mean, I'm always busy and always working anyway, and I'm always doing the usual stuff, eight out of 10 cats, this, that, and the other. But the reason I suppose I'm getting my phones ringing slightly louder than I would have expected with everything that's going on is I've got a reputation for being able – people know that format works. So for something like Big Night In, which at the time you and I were speaking, it was on last night, um, they know I'm a safe bet I'm going to be able to polish that off in you know, And so I just dropped them a little 30-second funny video. And I've got a few more things coming on as well, one on Channel 4, one on BBC2. Yeah. Uh, not, it's not like you can earn money from it, but it's just keeping the, you know, the, uh, the content ticking over.
0: You did it for a good cause. Also, I've got a little clip of it here. I think you kind of used it as an excuse to diss someone in your household.
1: There are two types of people on lockdown, and we're living with each other. There's my team, the meerkats, With springs attached to our bodies, bouncing up and down, doing the Joe Wicks workout every day, running up and down the stairs, doing four loads of washing, planning, tidying, organising. And then there's the other group, the people we live with. Laid back, did Buddhism when they were 17. Don't let things stress you. Here's a sock to mess up your day. Your sock dropping, didn't pick up butter from the shop. Dirty toilet idiots.
0: Who was that directed at,
1: Russell? (laughs) And that is the cleaned up version of that joke, as you can imagine. (laughs) But that is that is paradoxically, I think. I don't know what your domestic setup is. I can't remember, Mark. You married? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Oh, I'm taken. Not married, but yeah, taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: taken. Claimed. Claims. And uh, but the, um, the look, in my experiences, most relationships have sort of a tigger and a and a tortoise mostly, and the more opposite they are the more it seems to work, but the more they wind each other up. Yeah. So, you know, Lindsay just doesn't get angry or bothered. And again, we missed the flight. It doesn't matter. We can have a holiday at the airport. She's one of those. <laughs> Whereas I'm like got a vein bulging outside, side of my head. If you know, I'm two minutes late getting out of bed, we made a schedule. It's seven thirty two. Yeah. but we sort of, we give each other something we need. If you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there needs to be a bit of balance. If you, if you're both, the, the clean freaks, I don't think, I think it, it ends up being jarring, right. one of you jars the other, because it becomes like a who's cleanest competition. No, I, I'm more OCD Absolutely. than you. And if you've got two filthy. Like yeah, go on.
1: Yeah, you need to, so, someone needs to place the rocket up the bum and someone needs to receive the rocket. Someone so you needs need to a give it and the a rocket. receiver. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you
1: need a giver and a receiver. So you're, you're either the one that needs the rocket up the arse or you're the one lighting the rocket. Like As all rolling, relationships.
0: Like. Yeah, like all relationships. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, so you're managing to churn out your content and you're managing to really stay on top of things. I mean, what, what is your tech setup at the moment? Because I find everyone's got to do stuff from home. So you've got to be quite clever with the way that you get your content out. How are you making stuff?
1: All right. I get, including last night, a lot of messages from people who are quite sort of far in the business going, what camera are you using, man? I want to treat myself. What's your tech? Your videos look so sharp. didn't look sharp on telly last night, obviously, because it's been blown up to 25 frames per second for TV. But if you look on my channel, people think I'm using some uh, DSLR camera or some big setup with lighting. All I do... I mean, uh, it's literally a window like this. Sometimes this window, it's now covered in historical figures where I'm pretending to homeschool. I literally put a sat-nav holder, boom, on the window. I put my iPhone X, not the latest one, not the posh one, selfie camera, not even the better flip camera, into the sat-nav, and I speak into my landscaped phone. Natural light. A, a sat-nav holder on a window. That is that is it. No mic. So I... I no, nope, no mic, the mic from the phone. <laughs> and, uh, and then when I'm done, I airdrop it onto my um, MacBook and I use the built in editing software iMovie to cut it. So the answer to the question is that like, when did you, that's a lot of people asking, why did you decide to do jump cuts? It's so funny the way you teleport around the screen. Does anyone know another way I could record it? Because if I'm using one camera, I don't really have much choice. I'm not going to nail one take in like eight minutes. So I have to teleport. So I didn't put jump cuts in because I think they're hilarious. They were invented in about 1930 by a French film director. It's hardly innovative. I put them in because I've got no choice. I've got one camera. So I've turned a negative into a positive. And the original concept four years ago was if I just do like a funny face or I appear with my bum sticking out, it will be like a funny surreal thing. And it allows me to appear somewhere else to finish a thought. So this... Thing I've done to cover up my dearth of equipment has turned into a feature that people think I'm doing on purpose because I'm this high energy crazy guy. But in fact, it was like a lot of inventions, like blue tack being a leftover in a factory, like Marmite being the leftover in a yeast factory. Someone's looked at some leftovers and gone, my God, maybe this is part of the product.
0: Yeah, yeah, and li- and because it's so easy to do, I guess that's why you're able to do it when you're out and about. Because over the years, I've seen you in different locations. I mean, you have got your spot, yeah, your your spot, which kind of looks like a, a bedroom, maybe or room that you use mm-hmm. it. But
1: yeah, all like all your yeah. dressing
0: rooms that you're in, you just slap it up and crack on the same stuff.
1: It comes down to if you're trying to film stuff with your own cat, and all you've got is your just your bog standard iPhone um, camera, and you've got to use the selfie front camera, because otherwise, how can you check your frame? Although I do know a hack for that. Remind me to give you that in a sec. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: then you need light. If you don't have camera then you need light. And the other thing to be wary of, if someone's listening to this and think, well, I do want to, you know, imagine what I could achieve with a really great Canon E60 or something. The thing to be aware of, be very wary of is they are made for amazing photos or you sat there doing a video. As soon as you move, that auto lens takes a second to go and find you. So, what happens is you sit down to the editing suite and you start a thought over to the right side of frame, and it's some hilarious sentence comes out of your mouth, and you're soft, and it takes a second for that to focus. So, although the camera is quality, and you'll be able to spot the ones on my official Russell Kane Facebook page where I've used my posh uh, camera, look a different world of clarity, filming is a headache. Because if I'm going, the thing about slow people is, and I want to jump over here and go, they drag their heels around the house. I've got mm-hmm. to pause, focus, deliver line, and the timing. Is never the same as when I run across, bounced off the bed and hit it in the breath that I want to hit it. So that's the, the note of caution, I would say, for people. Now, the hack I mentioned, how can we use a phone to film ourselves, particularly during lockdown? And if we want to use the other side of the phone where the camera is slightly higher quality, how can we do that? and see ourselves in frame because you might end up cutting your hair off. Yeah. Well, if you're um, like a depressing majority of us, an iPhone and MacBook user, this is the hack I know. So obviously it's, um, is that called a lightning cable, Mark? Is that one yeah, there? Yeah, that lightning. is, yeah. yeah. So what you, you obviously you've got a lightning cable in the bottom of, of your phone, but your laptop has got a USB-C charger. So what you need, you need a USB-C to lightning cable. It's about four quid on Amazon. Get it delivered. Go USB-C to Lightning and go into QuickTime. In QuickTime, change the input camera to your phone. Your laptop then becomes a monitor. So you stick your phone in your um, tripod above your laptop and you can just obviously you can't look down at your own face, but you can see roughly that you're in frame, enabling you to use the reverse camera which some some websites want or you might want to try. Nice. So there's a little hack there.
0: Nice. How'd you find Took
1: that Took me a man? long while to find that out. A long while, a lot of digging. So I put that out there to help people use that reverse camera because there's only so much you can get out of the selfie camera on these phones, you see.
0: Yeah, I love it, man. And, and I do like the fact that you keep it like a real simple setup so you can just focus on the content because you do, you do quite a lot of these, man. And I feel like it's, there's obviously, there's a lot to talk about now with Corona every single day, but you've been doing it for three years. So, The fact that you can just slap the camera up and then all you have to focus on is just getting your content out must be quite relaxing. It means that you've not got to fart around setting up because, you know, when you're doing like your proper TV stuff and and even when you're doing your live shows, there's a lot of tech setup, isn't there, to do?
1: It's it's liberating. It's liberating. It's liberating on two levels. One, I mean, for example, you might not even remember this, but about two or three years ago, a United Airlines passenger was dragged off of an aeroplane. I think he was like a, a Thai, Chinese, Indonesian guy. Do you remember? He was dragged off, kicking and screaming, oh, yeah. and abused by the staff, and it was a it was a massive scandal. And um, we we were literally getting ready to go out for dinner, me, Lindsay, and Minna—that's my daughter—and I knew that um, there was a topical program recording that day in London of I got you that I wasn't on that week. And I thought they're going to get in first with the jokes. By the time my wife and daughter had got everything sorted and were in the car, I on the window, improvised for eight minutes, knowing that when I get back, I can edit that. I could still enjoy my wine at dinner. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to have a drink at dinner because my brain switches off. And so I I hit that before the baby was strapped into the car seat, came back home, my eight minutes was there, cut it, dropped it the next morning. I was ahead of a vibrant News for You, month of the Week, all these people. So I got in because I knew some of the jokes were quite obvious that I was doing, meaning the other programs can probably going to do them as well. So I thought, bang, get in first. So you can it's liberating in a tech sense, the ease of setup, but it's liberating in the reactive sense as well. Yeah. In that the marching um, captain, Tom, who generated the unbelievable Fucking 20 million. What a guy. I know, I have to shame everyone, but um I thought <laughs> I need to get I need to get that content out Friday lunchtime. So I yeah. I wouldn't normally drop on Friday 1 p.m. because your peak traffic's eight, nine pm at the moment. Um, but I thought getting at 1 p.m. that way, no one can say that I've copied Ian Hislop or Jimmy Carr or, mm-hmm. you know, or whoever's, or Paul Merton, whoever's on that night, I get him first. So it's liberating in that sense. If I can get to two, one, two, three hundred thousand views by then, that's good. And it's, all, it's also, when I appear on those programs, I love doing them. I love going on Graham Norton or Loose Women or anything. I'm just a chatterbox. I love being on anything. But if you see me on the Graham Norton couch being hilariously funny, You've still got to translate, oh, he's quite funny when he's bantering, but is he funny when he's on stage with a microphone? Whereas there's less translation between me monologuing down a webcam than there is is with me sat on a couch. So I don't mean to be crude or crass, but it's a business at the end of the day. There's more conversion to people coming to the theatre when I do these than if I appear on a pricking two million people watching – chat show i mean it's, um, it's unbelievable but it's, yeah. it's
0: the truth future though man it's it's where it's at and i think you know it was the same people that were kind of poo-pooing youtubers 10 years ago now that are kind of got egg on their mm-hmm. face because these guys are also you know reaching massive audiences and it's weird like how you we'd say like two million people watching a tv show that's a big deal but now if you get a couple yeah. of million hits on a on a facebook video it's a great thing don't get me wrong it's amazing yeah. but you know it happens every single day it's with weird. people yeah
1: It's rare, and and it's rare for my type of content to get those numbers because I'm asking a lot of a lot of people long-form stand-up content online. So, I when I get a solid one, so for example, I dropped one yesterday. Solid is one to two hundred thousand. That's just a solid performer, but that's fine for me. One quarter of one percent people of that think, I don't mind seeing his next show." Home and Joy. That's all. It's all it's about for me. I live to be on that stage with a yeah. microphone. Yeah. I don't care what I'm doing. I, I'll, whether I'm hosting children in need, whether if I'm a, sat next to Judy Love on on Loose Women, as long as everything's about driving that theatre experience and that tour, that's what makes me tick.
0: Yeah. And now they're potentially for the foreseeable is that's not really going to happen because I, I would have loved to speak to you about your tour, um, which I presume is that <laughs> gonna,
1: <laughs> 2021. Are we looking at? Well, I, I was lucky I polished off most yeah. of it. It was a 2020 20, 20 tour, basically. Yeah. It was a 2019, tour. So I polished off most of it. It was just a few straggler dates, 10 or 15 smaller rooms that I was playing that yeah. I liked. Yeah. So it was sad to lose them, but I'm very fortunate. I'm not like some poor sods that had their massive tours, all sold out, ready to go, mm-hmm. spent all the money on the marketing and lost everything. Yeah. So I have rescheduled a couple of those for September and October, but part of me is thinking... I think they're getting rescheduled again. You know,
0: yeah, hundred percent. I'm like not
1: that. sure if be open in September,
0: mate. Like, I've been having conversations. Like, I had a little Zoom, had a Zoom, a Zoom dinner dinner with for I I sound so fucking sad, but yeah, I had a Zoom dinner the other day. You know, it's the norm now. <laughs> um, and yeah, the there was like the guys were like, yeah, so um, winter holiday. What are we thinking about? They all started making plans, and they were like Marcus, and I was like, you know what, guys, I don't want to sound like a dickhead, but. I don't think I, I don't think want to entertain are... this conversation because how can I think it's about not gonna happen. I don't think it's going happen. It's not even flu season at the moment and we're getting <laughs> fucked by flu. So, And it is flu season I, I,
1: I, There's a possibility that things like travel and seeing your family and a few leisure things might yeah. restart in September, October, but even pubs but theaters will be one of the last things to open because if you think about it there's not many things in society where you're forced to sit next to someone for the whole night while they breathe in and out yeah longer than being on a bus on a bus or a tube you can move away from someone you can get Mm -hmm. your own space but in a theater you you can't you just gotta sit there so it'll be one of the last things they do so i feel so sorry for all the actors singers stand-ups who aren't as uh, as fortunate I mean it's just pure luck of timing if this had happened to me in 2019 I too would be like shit man I've got I've got six months here if I'm lucky before I gotta start selling shit yeah and I'm 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 in a fortunate position I'm well off but I've I've still only got six six months on the clock so you can only imagine how other stand-ups are doing yeah because we don't get any help particularly if you're a limited company and stuff like that
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, and I, I don't want to sound like a neg- negative guy, Russell, but what if stand up isn't something that you can do for a, an extended period of time? Like we're talking maybe, you know, over a year or so. Like, what, what do you think is going to happen to yeah. the land-
1: landscape of comedy? No idea. I've got no idea, mate. I, that, is, that, that is terrifying. It's slowly, slowly dawning on me now. I think we'll definitely your post Christmas dates will will happen unless there's some other development in this virus or something else happens. Yeah. But I mean, eventually I will have to start finding a way to monetize what I do online. I've always shied away from that. All my contents like the NHS free at the point of access. And all I want you to do is clap a bit. (laughs) And, uh, but, You know, there are things you can do on YouTube. I've never bothered with YouTube before, but I've started building it now. So I've built that up to about 50,000, which is, you know, not massive, but it's a decent YouTube channel. Um, And you can do things like, which I don't know if you watched that documentary online about where when the online reality streamers are online. I think it was China and people pay to send like a smiley emoji and people like skin themselves sending emoji love like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like the thought of doing that is like some dystopian hell. It's called a super chat on YouTube. Yeah, and I, don't, like- I never press the super chat button. But you know, I'll have to do stuff like that. There's there's, some, there's a couple of other things. There's like theatrical platforms where I could just this tour show is just going to disappear because I've lost I've lost the recording as well. I'm supposed to record it. That's not going to happen. So why I what I could do is I could limit it to a thousand people a night, charge everyone a quid to get in, and do the show with a wider camera, like the whole forty five minute show. I don't know. I mean, there's. You've got everyone's got to earn money, and like um, uh, the way I was brought up, <clears throat> I'm not shy about discussing it. Like a lot of entertainers would be like, "Oh, don't talk about money." There's people out there on fifteen, sixteen grand a year. That's the truth. But we've all got to earn money. Like this, this is something we should. Do. Everyone shouldn't be shy about talking about because we've all got to get through the next year. And I think sometimes it can help people when they hear that we're all in the same boat. Everyone's pot runs dry eventually, whether you're on 16 grand a year, 60 grand a year, 600 grand a year. If you've not planned for this, you will be fucked within 12 months. Yeah. Most of us are Bellends that didn't plan for this. I'm one of them.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I live within my means. Um, um, You know, nothing lasts forever, but I'm right for now. But there's a couple of people in the industry that I've spoken to, and, and, and like, you know, I've never dropped their names, but they're like, Fucking hell, Marcus. This shit needs to fuck off. In six weeks, because I have got enough to pay. I know. Like so, yeah. So it's, and particularly
1: yeah. if they're re- if they're registered, if they're like like Bob Smith Limited and they're yeah. comedian Bob Smith, yeah. their accountant would have been doing his job properly and gone, oh, the sandwich—that's yeah. a lunch yeah. expense, which it is. Yeah. But what that means is it's not anything dodgy. It just means you're exactly. obviously earning ten, fifteen grand a year or profit. Mm. And so the help is based on on the pro- on the profit. Exactly. And so you've got two kids and a mortgage and all that. Oh, man. Well, everyone's yeah. in the same boat, and there are yeah. people a hundred times worse off than us. Yeah. But there is a uni you and we're all in together. There was obviously a tier of society that don't give a shit with their speedboats and jet skis and all that.
0: Oh, mate, they're cashing in right now. They're like, bring on the recession house prices. Let's cash in. Let's exactly. It exactly. Uh, and you know
1: that Bezos has made about a billion, hasn't
0: he? Oh, mate, he's... You know what? Supermarkets and Bezos are just... Absolutely enjoying life at the moment. It's ridiculous. Sure, and also apps, apps are selling as well. I think um the top apps on the app store. I've uh, got an article actually. Nine and a half million, I think, is, is 9.7 million is the revenue uh, recently in dollars uh, on the app store stores, the top apps that have been downloaded. So your likes of Candy Crushes and your Fortnites and Roblox, even though Fortnite's a free game, they are making so much. Dosh in this Imagine. and that's September. what these
1: people are going to have to tell their their grandkids yeah. my my great grandparents sat me on my knee and told me about like gas attacks and shelling and the east end being burnt to rubble and doing a sing-song in the underground these guys are going to you don't understand what it was like I had to walk around a virtual world with a gun I had to line up a pineapple on top of a blueberry for weeks for weeks and my shopping was delivered to the front garden I had to walk it in oh my god granddad was it really that bad
0: (laughs) It's true. So actually, sorry, uh, my my bad. It's five million a day in revenue. Daily uh, revenue is what the top what games
1: thinking. are bringing in. Yeah I, mean, I thought that, yeah, I thought that would be a daily.
0: Yeah, and just one cool. game Coin Master is taking 1.7 million. That's the fourth on the list. That's so.
1: Someone's earning more than Wayne Rooney at last. Hooray. Hey, hey! <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, I just want to say, Russell, though, um, for those of you looking at the video clips and watching the recording of this, how, how are you looking so fresh? I'm looking like Will Smith in Pursuit <laughs> of Happiness right now. Yeah. <laughs> Afro beards all over know, the place. Is
1: that, is that the one who cries in the toilet and his Sunday <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I mean, that, scene, that did me that scene. Yeah. That scene did me. Oh my god, I was in a mess in the cinema. Yeah, messes. You um, like that. Well, it's, listen, it's the Essex. You you brought up a certain way. So each night I go to bed. Lindsay's got me on something called Tan Water. So you just you just put a spritz. It just maintains that orange glow. Yeah. Um The hair is, is my bed head. That's how I've got out of bed, unbelievably. And I'm just, I'm just staying on the ex- exercise. So, i am to Just sure. swivel the camera. Can you see a shed in the corner there?
0: I can just about see yeah. a shed in the in the back of the garden. Yeah,
1: That's the shed that I turned into a gym. So, a shed of shred sheer I'm turning buff out of boredom because there's not, <laughs> an hour in there like I can't bear exercise it bores me shitless but an hour in there no daddy no Russell can I talk to you about something so I'm, I'm making the work, the workouts getting longer and longer and longer <laughs> because I'm literally living in my shed <laughs>
0: so daddy's just going off for his seven hour workout I'll see you tonight at
1: it's bliss down there. I've got a little Wi-Fi point I've extended down there, nice. so I can put something on catch up, watch a f- film, and then if anyone looks through the window, I just like bust a bicep curl <laughs> and then I'm, like, up, up the open house, up popcorn. <laughs> so you're not
0: so you're not joining in with the uh, with the uh, workout um, um, challenges. What other challenges are, are there out there? There's a uh, the, the oh, yeah,
1: five... try, try watch <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She, she on that. No, don't be silly. Either <laughs> a unicorn or something after about two minutes.
0: Yeah, uh, when I meant challenges, I meant the five k runs, the top three countdowns. I oh, think you did a cane uh, in about <laughs> Uh
1: The pillow challenge is one I've only just seen last night, so what I'm have to get into that. that? Celebrity- What's that one? No, uh, cele- well, it's worth googling, lads. It's, uh, it's it's celebrities being naked except for a pillow. So oh
0: yes, no, I, I've seen that one. Oh yeah, that, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, just with just with a belt. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah
1: yeah yeah so there's, there's I like, anything i can make fun of for uh i i do yeah um, i think there should be a bandwagon challenge where we actually make bandwagon's in the garden then just climb on them and film it it's like it's like the end of all challenges where we actually literally jump on a bandwagon
0: the ultimate or or the or, yeah. the, or the hashtag which are your hate most hated challenges challenge i'd like i'd do that as well because fucking hell i'm not doing any more 5k's
1: i've had enough I run running bores me so much because for me to do exercise, I have to have some sort of television or documentary or film running. I can't do work out to music because yeah. I get bored after five minutes. Yeah. So I have to make my brain forget that I'm exercising. Yeah. So if I really get into I don't know an episode of I Got News to You. That'll be a brilliant thirty-minute workout. Yeah. I, I won't want some working out, so don't, maybe don't lift as heavy weights as I could because when you got music on, you're like, yeah, yes, that's right. Tell it how it is, Drake. Uh, <laughs> but when you're, uh, but when it's TV, it's a bit more passive, but you get more workout done.
0: Yeah, yeah no, I hear that. I hear that. I totally hear that, mate. So, um, with regards to, uh, to 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 being in the house with the kid, I think you kind of mentioned it a few times. What's what's fatherhood like now in the house?
1: Funny enough, I did uh, there's a podcast if I could be allowed to plug another podcast yeah, plug it's got it.
0: oh plug away
1: uh, the Johnny Cochran host's a oh, new yeah, one a
0: mate. yeah um, yeah
1: how's your how's your father and I spoke to Johnny the other or texting Johnny the other day, and his kids same roughly the same age as mine, so I've got a little one she's only four oh, they they kids that age love it because they've got their parents are available i think if she was like 11 or 12 i'd be doing a heading by now but because she's only four i mean they're programmed aren't they they want that as nana's mum's dad's grant as many people are there as 100%. possible So she, to me although she's a satanic eye rolling nutty high energy fuck of a child she seems happier She's she's like more content, more fulfilled. Me yeah. and Lindsay, of course, to so like take it in turn, sobbing at the top of the stairs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you've got a lot of inspiration for new material. I'm looking forward to stand ups talking about yeah. what their time was like in in lockdown. That's going to be the new kind of thing, isn't it?
1: There's lots of there's lots of new observational things. I mean, glove, surgical disposable glove wearing etiquette, mask etiquette. I've been doing stand-up about the way we pass each other in the street when you take your daily 30 minutes walk. I call it drama passing where you leave slightly. <laughs> someone like leaves, leaves Yeah, the like, yeah. There's yeah. a fine line between the correct amount of space because you're walking past someone who's older and you want to show respect and keep yeah. them safe, and then leaving about like two streets worth, like I've got leprosy or something. I'm the latter, so you know. A, I'm pissing
0: the, people off. I'm, I'm like looking at them with disgust. I'm like, drama passing. I'm like yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: The only thing worse than drama passing is presenting the space with the hand where you go, you may pass. Like, yeah. <laughs> you pass, mate. Oh, oh, you pass me, mate. You pass me.
0: <laughs> it's going to be danger passing coming up soon as well. Where You get as close as you can to the person and then just as it gets to two metres, go, ha <laughs> ha, ah, yeah,
1: there you okay. go. I sort of, like, the, I'm lucky enough not to live where I grew up anymore. Yeah. But, but most people I grew up with still live there. And uh, that's what it's like around my way. All the, you know, all the G's think like, coronavirus can't get me here. Can't get, I'll just I can take it out with my karate moves. <laughs> you can't, Darren. Put <laughs> your BMX over there, you end. Yeah, piss off.
0: <laughs> right. So um, there's one thing that is going to change and has changed dramatically yeah and it's it's not oh, my not some, that's for sure oh mate, oh, no, telling you <laughs> telling me
1: right the oh
0: brother i've been getting away with some proper criminal behavior i'm like do you know what no <laughs> one's gonna see me do you know what these are going on these are going on for another day fuck it yeah you know what i'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll... Do it crappiness <laughs> but there's one thing that's changed right for the youngster well, today. And that is how to chat each other up. Cause they've got to use serious online game. You can't be using the, 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 the usual kind of face-to-face tactics that people are using the past. So, yeah. um, there's a website called Clover that actually pick, picked up some of the ha- most highly used emojis and worked out which emojis should be used to get a response from males or females. So um I'm, I'm quickly going to ask you, Russell, what, what are your thoughts on, um, and I'll ask you to guess which emojis for men are the most responded to. Uh, and, and I'm going to ask you the same for women as well. So for men, what kind of emojis would you say men are replying to the most then, Russell? <laughs>
1: I would have, I mean, if I get an aubergine off a girl, I'm responding to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest. Uh, don't lie and if, my, if, Lind, if Lindsay said, meet me upstairs and sent an aubergine, the stairs would catch on fire. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I went up so quickly. <laughs> I would say that, um, fire, the fire one as well. It's not, if, girl's, if girl's calling you hot, last night.
0: Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But fire plus aubergine—that's venereal disease. So we don't want those two together. Fire and
0: aubergine. Unfo- <laughs> unfortunately, the ones that men aren't replying to are, are not fire and aubergine. But you know what, though, I—I I think if somebody sent me an aubergine, I wouldn't think they're trying to peg me. I think they're suggesting that I should no. bring my aubergine over there. Uh, apparently, it's smirking. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, I think you know, women in the last ten to fifteen years have reclaimed the word boning. Like girls will say, "I'm gonna," you know, they will—they will use boning to—to me figuratively. Great. I think that's no, only feminism fair. F- feminism has claimed the aubergine.
0: I think that's only fair. That's one hundred percent fair. Uh, yeah. So, so for men, apparently, it's the smirking face is the one. So it's like not the full smile, you know, like the smile where it's oh. kind of like curving up to the oh, side. That's the one for smile,
1: us. That, it? Yeah, 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 yeah the, the, f- the filthy right. one, isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah. What are you what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thinking? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and apparently, we're not yeah. replying to the Vulcan salute. That doesn't work for us, or a wedding ring, <laughs> which I find hilarious. Yeah, or the pile of poo that's emojis. Insane.
1: Beyonce ruined that one for everyone. She
0: did. She definitely If
1: you like did. it, you better put it delete.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Russell. So let's flip it over for women. What do you think the most responded to emojis would be? If I was a man wanting to uh, impress a lady and keep, and keep the responses going with my banter, what do you think would be a good emoji?
1: See, I, uh, this is, girls don't get enough respect for, but I think, well, I'm only going on the girls I've, I've dated. Girls love to be told that they're funny and that, that their are banter's top draw. Yeah. And, and it's even more of a big thing now when you watch Love Island and all of that, people that are under sort of 20, between 18 and 25.
0: Yeah.
1: I think la- the laughing ones in there, you're so funny. Oh, you're really you're funny. Kind of thing. All right, cool. Got that down. Uh, I, I think the heart eyes would get a response.
0: Heart eyes, laughing and heart eyes. All right with you. All right, let's check it out. Uh, yeah, go on. Let's have yeah. a let's have a third one as well. We did three last time. Go on, sir. Uh, I was
1: going to send the dancing one. I always think something with a bit of action in it. Okay,
0: emojis, heart <laughs> eyes. And dancing. All right, cool. Let's have a little look at this. Um, yeah. All right. So it is the heart eyes is in there oh, definitely. Heart eyes is in there, Russell. Uh, um, oh, well, the squirt, the squirting
1: <laughs> emoji. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sweat droplets sweat droplets. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Why are they even lying to us? No, no one ever calls it sweat that droplets. Is. Yeah.
1: That is um, not the sweat droplets. That's normally paired with the aubergine, let's be yeah.
0: honest. It's <laughs> aubergine, uh, squirt and tongue. That's what it is. Those those three go together. But yeah, they, women reply to also, the tongue. Girls
1: like, it, girls like it ruder than...
0: that. So they're ruder than the ones the boys... were so on, we on bring the, boys? the guys' ones? The, the boys' ones are quite...
1: Hang on. The, the boys' ones are kissing lips, hearts... The See lovely no sense. evil... Uh, and the, as rude as it gets is a smirky face.
0: Yeah.
1: Girls like tongue hanging out the side of the face, t- just a tongue on its own, yeah. squirting a devil face. And, face. Uh, a di- yeah. And a dirt, like a dirty, like naughty monkey face. I mean, that's the girl I'm dating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Women do not apply to an aubergine. Well, I would get that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Clapping. It's called him. Yeah. And clapping as well or fist bump. Okay, fair enough. And women love to send a smiling face. You, know why, you, know, why
1: bump, you know why fist bump? Because that's like, yeah, yeah, bro, that's like friend zoning a girl, isn't it, basically?
0: Yeah, but I think I think if you throw a couple of... You know, here's me giving dating advice, I'm warranted. If you throw a couple of fist bumps in just to, you know, just to mix things up a little bit, don't make anyone feel too safe at the start. Just be like, it's really nice.
1: You're there. the one that's not getting replied to, yeah. Marcus. Thank God you're a
0: Safe. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just... It's just such an interesting time at the moment. I mean, every, everyone we're talking to uh, with regards to what they're putting out content-wise wise, um, have kind of sp- spoken about this whole shift. And it's really good that you're doing this shift. But another thing that you are already have the jump on is podcasts. You're already out there doing podcasts. So Evil Genius is a show that you invited us on. It was great to be on there. And and the premise of the show, I, I mean, I'll, I'll let you continue with it, is is a great one. Um, so what's the kind of plan with the audio side of things? Because you're doing really well there.
1: Oh, well, I haven't managed to persuade my producers to do like we're doing today. they're convinced too much would be lost, so i'm I'm fighting a battle to say, "Come on guys, I'm sat on my bum doing nothing. Yeah. I can get the research done. We were right in the middle of researching. Karl Marx and Charlie Chaplin and I think we could do this type of setup as a zoom one with good sound so I, th- I think it, it needs to happen but I had to record a link and say Evil Genius is taking a break yeah. so we've got half the series out sadly the premise of Evil Genius is I take icons and legends from history could be uh, Bernard Manning Margaret Thatcher could be Gandhi we've done Muhammad Ali we've done Albert Einstein Roald Dahl loads of people at the top Everyone thinks they know everything about them. And then I let off what I call fact bombs all the way through. And my panel of three get their minds blown. And I go, did you know Gandhi did X, Y, Z? No yeah. way, they can't. be <laughs> And then it drives the discussion. Then at the end, I have to vote evil or genius. Yeah. And we, we we either start with someone that everyone thinks is um, genius, or we start with someone that uh, everyone thinks is evil. Oliver Cromwell's just behind me there, I think. There oh, hello, he
0: Oliver.
1: Hello. Uh, um, so yeah, we start. We all the journey. It, it's either a climb up, so the Bernard Manning episode. It raises the old rubbish comedians. So I thought I took my or, took my panel in the other direction, whereas Gandhi, this saint that you can't say anything negative about, I had to go in that direction. Yeah. It really messes with people's heads, and you accidentally learn a lot. And lo- I'm really horrible to the panel. I put them in all kinds of positions to vote on things that no one wants to be seen to have an opinion on. So it's very popular. It's accidentally quite funny, and you you walk away, and you'll know a shitload about you know whoever.
0: Yeah, I mean um, you've had some Stokes cracking or, ones, yeah, some absolutely cracking ones. I mean, obviously the two episodes, well, Mary Stoke, Yeah, yeah. We, well, who did you do? Dickens and um, oh,
1: yeah, 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 Charles Dickens, and, yeah. Um, Charles Dickens has picked up some yeah. traffic this week the kids the kids are studying um Charles Dickens at home. Oh. One of the key stages. So uh, BBC had been pushing the Charles Dickens episode out.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And the other one was, um, it was, she's a Hollywood actress, but she was an absolute machine. Oh, that was it. Joan Crawford. Oh,
1: yeah. So, yeah. What a bitch. Uh, yeah. Sorry.
0: Yeah. I mean, but yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But and the fact that that's kind of a horribleness and that's kind of the premise of the show is sometimes it's the the evil things that people do get them into these positions. So, you know, are they evil? Are they genius? Yeah.
1: And you, do you keep the art, like now if I switch on a movie and it says produced by Harvey Weinstein, right? Yeah. But it's the best, best movies ever made. Is it my duty to switch that movie off and not watch it again the same way you might not listen to the Thriller album anymore for, mm. for other reasons? Mm. So Some people hear, hear that those first beats of Billie Jean kicking, they're like, no, I can't I just can't do it, I've got yeah. kids. So whatever your opinion is, some people are doing that. So... Sh- by that rationale, do we do that with Harvey Weinstein, right? And that's how the idea for this series started. Once you know about Charles Dickens and the way he treated his very, very, very young girlfriend yeah. and his daddy, all his children and wife, is it really right that I sit there with a warm glow in my chest reading Oliver Twist? Should yeah. I should have be been throwing it across the room. Exactly,
0: exactly. But you uh, make it, it harder it, than that, though, Russell. You make it harder than that. You did Steve yeah, Jobs, yeah. bruv. You did yeah. Steve Jobs. You fucked everyone up uh, there. Yeah. Yeah, Joan
1: you know Mary Stokes is one of my people. Won't even, many people won't even heard of her, but she, you will if you ever g- gone to a family planning clinic and picked up the pill or some condom. She's mm-hmm. the one who started family planning. She empowered women to take control of their own bodies and their own contraception. What could be negative? Well, do you know why she did that? So working class women would stop breeding. She didn't like the thought of poor people having babies. So under the cover of helping everyone. She basically helped people not produce more peasants. And Jeez. her son, her son got engaged to a woman and she disowned her son. Do you know why? why? The woman was short sighted. She was a eugenicist. The woman's eyes weren't 20, 20. So she, she, she's like, you're disowned if you marry her. She fully believed in the genetic superiority of the elites
0: and that is a mental. taste of evil genius. Thank you, Russell. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> mental, man. Men, Actually mental. Yeah. And the, and the Steve jobs episode, it did have me looking at my iPhone in a funny way for a little while, which was, um, it was a hard one, but he, also some of the stuff that these people do, it's not all super deep. Some of the trivial stuff that they do, that's evil. It's kind of like, it's rough, but it's also quite groundbreaking. Like I, again, I don't want to spoil this, but I don't remember if you spoke about this in, in the episode specifically, but, you, but jobs did something with an iPhone. Oh, no, um uh, iPod, the first one, the prototype iPods. He did something in a board meeting, which was rough with one of the last prototypes. I think that was on the podcast I listened to, wasn't it? Was that episode?
1: Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you're I testing think, me right, now. All right, fuck it, yeah. I've yeah. Like 19 times. There's more chance of you recalling this information than
0: me. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Another thing I want to mention on today's show is comedians...
1: Uh, yeah, thing one thing interesting about Jobs is he he banned iPads from his own children. That's so.
0: interesting.
1: What does that tell you? Mm. He would not allow his kids to use tablets.
0: Yeah, never get high on your own supply. Biggie Small said it, mate.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Tablets are addictive. Trust me, hundred <laughs> <laughs>
0: percent. Um, comedians playing with themselves—that's uh, happening still, isn't it? Isn't
1: it? What's that? Comedians playing with themselves yeah. is.
0: What is it? Oh, it's it's, (laughs) from coping with stroppy teenagers to isolating a couple and avoiding arguments to finding new sports to play and perfecting a hit podcast. No topic will be off limits. Enjoy these comics as they self-shoot their comedy nuggets helping us all get through isolation together.
1: Oh, they've changed the title of it. Yeah. Is that the BBC? Two one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's called the isolation station up until about two days ago.
0: Okay. Oh, maybe it's all right. Maybe, maybe it's still called that. Maybe I got it wrong. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. That was the working title until Tuesday. If it's the BBC Two show, then it's then it's changed its name a couple of days ago. I didn't know it was called that. You're right. Now it rings a bell. I've seen it on an email. It's changed its name. Yes, so it, uh, it's it's um, five minute set, so slightly longer, self filmed, and I've done a, a caning rant about the journey to the supermarket and back under lockdown, with all those things we've been talking about: drama passing, glove usage, uh, people socially distancing outside the supermarket, and then touching each other once they're in there, completely mm. negating the benefit of two meters apart outside. So yeah, I've done a little rant for that. So that will be on BBC Two again, self shot. Again, iPhone. Didn't even bother with my QuickTime hack uh, and just did the front camera. Nice. And it's on it It's crazy.
0: Nice. So I look forward to seeing that, man. Um, thank you for getting some time with us. Where, where, where can we find you? Where should we look for you online? Because you're doing stuff all over the place. Like you got your Facebook, your YouTube. Where should we go?
1: Yeah, I am I make sure the caning videos appear at the same time on, in case some people are a bit anti-Facebook. I do upload, I don't do much with my YouTube channel, so it's a bit desolate looking, but all the videos are there. So if you go to my official YouTube, Russell Kane YouTube channel, you'll find all the videos there. But the place where it goes on, where I interact, where I do some more quirky live events, that's my official Russell Kane Facebook page. Um, I've also never done character comedy in my life. I've developed a character called Terry Donovan. I mean, I know I normally I'm such a purist. I wouldn't ever talk about the character. I pretend he's another person, even in interviews.
0: Yeah.
1: But so this Terry Donovan, he's doing his first Facebook live on Sunday. I anticipate that being quite big. He's a 5G coronavirus, anti-vaxxer, truther conspiracy theorist from Essex. Who's like an ex West Ham, um, Type person who's discovered Reiki and shit like that. Uh, so he's doing he's doing a truth about vaccination and Reiki on Sunday seven thirty p.m. I've timed it just in case. There's this brilliant new BBC One um, nature program on with Chris Packham called Primates, which I think everyone's going to watch. So I thought I'll go seven thirty p.m just before primates yeah. i'll put terry donovan on so he'll be there 7 30 pm if you want to know the truth about vaccines you've got a couple of guests on professor kempner who's played by luke kempner <laughs> who's an american an american is an american professor of aromatherapy who's discovered how lavender oil can beat the coronavirus and i've also got another a chemical dance floor theorist called danny stone whose blogger name is mandy mcdabb and he's going to talk about how you can use dance floor chemicals such as Kit and Mandy to fight the coronavirus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, also, Terry, Terry, Terry's Barnet, mate. Yeah, we definitely will. Uh, Terry's Barnet, what kind of product is going that? Because that is looking very sick. different to this. I
1: head in a sink, come up, go like that, hairspray, film. Yeah. And I had a pair of yellow glasses on the desk. I was like, they will do. Yeah. And then Terry Donovan was born. And he's got the amount of pee. If you want to go have a laugh because I put some of them on Twitter as well, because Twitter's limited to two minutes 20, which is why I can't put more content on Twitter. Have a look at some of the comments. I got one the other day. He's like, I, I normally like Russell, but I cannot believe he's forwarding this Terry guy stuff. Why are you associating with him? It's like, it's literally me in glasses. It's the most, un- and the accent's about like one shade different. Yeah, yeah. It's like should be when I'm not, you know, once I've had a drink, that becomes my (laughs) act.
0: So we've actually found the audience of people that would be convinced that Superman and Clark Kent are two different people when he just puts on glasses and a little suit. Yeah.
1: It's unreal. And I've had a couple of warnings, like be careful of community guidelines. And then we've had to go back and go, this is, uh, you know, this is character comedy. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not actually, uh, Terry's main, Terry's main theory is, that the coronavirus was put into the 5G mast by the people who stood to benefit. So, Amazon and, and the main one, Iceland Supermarket. So, he's just got this thing that Iceland Supermarket's behind the whole thing and that Kerry Katona and Peter Andre are, are part of it. That's his theory. Yeah, yeah. But it's not far from some of the stuff that people are putting out there. I mean, it's crazy. Some of these 5G pages are, if you're bored, and you like science and you fancy some comedy unintentional, just go and have a watch of some of their videos. It the David Icke two hour. If I'd written that for Steve Coogan, I'd be collecting a BAFTA.
0: Yeah, yeah be collecting BAFTAs and some big checks, but like, isn't the most shocking thing when you actually have a real friend on social media who shares something like that, someone that you oh. thought you knew someone that you might've even gone to school with and they might've got better test results than you. So you thought, Hey, you're more intelligent than me. When they start sharing stuff like this and investing in this, how what does how does that make you feel? Because for me, it the level of disappointment I have in them and also myself for thinking that they were more sensible.
1: It's a, it's it's depressing because you associate it with. I'm sure there's going to be people like throwing their devices across the room that believe it now. But I, my prejudice is I associate it with. It's awful to say lack of. Lack of in- intelligence i'm sorry to put it so bluntly but no it's right say it louder because on the clip
0: we're just going to turn that bit up loud anyway so it's all good
1: (laughs) a little bit bit of thick, yeah bright it's like are you naive so i think sometimes people are just scared so they're trying to put a pattern on things yeah but as soon as someone goes look there's an energy in the universe and we have to acknowledge that delete defriended (laughs) and uh and then, like, I've got a good friend of ours. He's 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 jumped across now to talking about smart motorways have got, will we'll give you migraines yeah. and shit like that. And I'm like, oh, are, you, are you not for real? And of course, my back, you've got to remember my particular cultural background. This is sort of finished now, but since 2016 to now, a lot of people who were, i sort of kept, because we were friends when we were kids and we're sort of Facebook friends, no, no one in my inner circle, you just see the profile. The Union Jack appears behind. Nothing wrong with that. I'm a pa- I'm a patriot. I love the royal family. I love my flag, and I love my country. And I celebrated Saint George's Day, Gary Terry. I'm not against the flag. I'm just saying it sometimes is an indicator that someone's going down a certain path. Then it then it changes to look. All I want to do is take back control of my country again. I will back anyone that. You know, I think Brexit could potentially be amazing. I didn't vote for it. I'm behind it now. It's happening. Blah blah blah. And then you see the I'm not racist. but and then <laughs> I've done this, the- but gone. You know, yeah, I'm from a very blue Tory working class conservative background, so I've seen quite a few soldiers disappear behind my guardian filter. <laughs> uh, it's bad. Right? You shouldn't, like you shouldn't let things like get in the way, but there's certain red lines for me. Yeah. And I think that people that don't believe in a virus that could harm my—I've got grandparents alive and shit like that. I think people like that are a little bit dangerous mm. because if you believe you can only get it from a five G mast and you're nowhere near a five G mast, then you're probably going to go out and take risks with this virus that you shouldn't be taking. Yeah, like yeah. So like- my idea is let's let's put some people that believe with their whole heart that there is no such, there's no such thing as a virus that It's only caused by 5G masts. Let's put them in a mansion with David Icke and then we'll breathe a coronavirus mist through the letterbox oh, yes. and just wait for them to be proven right. I would because love that. Because if they're correct, they can't be hurt. I would love that. That'd be a
0: great show. I mean, apart from the potential fatalities, we've got to make sure everyone in this show is like proper reality show age of like low risk. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, we'd, we'd put a deactivated corona that just gives you like a nasty cough and make you shit yourself.
0: Okay, nice. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. I think so, definitely. So what we really should do is just—oh,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hacky <laughs> cough and and uh, yeah, some yeah, so some raw chicken breasts and and somebody coughing some regular flu for <laughs> a letterbox. I'll be all over that.
1: Um, but yeah, so there is a bit of that. You're, you're seeing people's uh, true colours uh, come out. But yeah, I try not to judge too hard because I've got some friends who are very religious and you could be cynical and then delete your religious friends. But it's, it's some people need an order yeah. and a pattern on things. Yeah. That can't be seen under a microscope. So they need God or they need spirituality or they need the lizard-faced Illuminati elites. Something to make sense of what's happening. Whereas I just the the miracle of science and nature and everything is, is enough for me personally. Yeah. But it's not enough for some people.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I, I felt like um, you know, a, a big disease was definitely something that was going to happen within our lifetime. It's happened before. I mean, smallpox is something that's happened before. So, you know, for something like like COVID-19 to happen is, is, you know, I'm not saying I'm not surprised. I wasn't there. So going, oh, yep, yeah, definitely. But something's going to happen in 2020 just on time. But yeah, it's yeah. something that I was like, you were there when
1: COVID-17 happened and no one was listening to you. No it was one was listening small, to it.
0: me. No one was listening to me. I was, I was there. <laughs> COVID-17. It
1: was ignored
0: yeah, That's why I've got all of the, all of the back to anti-back stuff as well, man. I've got loads of that. Um, But yeah, no, actually, but to be fair, I looked back at when I was just before I had a chat with you, I looked back at some of your canings. 13th of March, you were talking about why hasn't lockdown happened. And I remember walking down the street and things were normal then. And you were discussing why haven't we locked down yet? And now looking back at that video, it's like, fuck, there were people there trying to warn us about how severe this was. We, that was when we just been oh, told to wash yeah. our hands, Russell. That was just twenty seconds of washing your hands. That was that was the so order a, from up top.
1: Have a cup of tea, calm down, have a bit of banter. Well, there were two. There were two strategies. Clearly, one was: look, we can't fight this, yeah. so let's just let people get it. Yes, we might lose a couple of thousand people, but we'll probably use lose a lot more people economically, depression, lost jobs, blah blah blah. If we go too extreme too early, one, once people realised just how many people this could kill, they realised this was a mistake. Even though that herd science probably does add up, it only adds up if you say, "Okay, 100,000 people are going to die, but we'll have herd immunity. That's obviously not acceptable to say that. And we just too late changed gear. The countries that... Where they got on top of it, you know, reacted like somehow other Liam Neeson movie, welded the door shut, you don't leave the house. Yeah. You had a bit, some parts of Italy I had some friends that were there, you needed a form to pop to the shops. One person was allowed to pop to the shop. We're still popping, pop, not me yeah. and Lindsay, we haven't even gone to pick up shopping. But other houses around here, people are driving to Tesco. Yeah. They can go, you can just go. It's not being policed. Yeah. I could go twice. Pick up some broccoli and go, oh, I didn't pick up tomato puree and go again in the afternoon. Yeah. That shouldn't be happening, really. Yeah, it
0: shouldn't. In, in Cyprus, I've got some Cypriot friends. they got to send a text message to a service and they get a little code that's last for three hours. So if you get stopped by the police, they need to see your that's ID it. and see they need to see code. And there's like a code for shopping and essentials. There's a code for exercise. And, you know, that's, that's kind of where the infrastructure can be put in place.
1: If we'd have done that early door and everyone's like, yeah, but if you do it early doors, all that's going to happen is you get a second wave. Well, no, what we could have done instead was close the borders completely, just allow returning Brits to come home. And if they did, they stayed in the, the hotels at Heathrow for 14 days, then they were checked out of yeah. those hotels or wherever they flew into and close the borders completely and ride, ride it out as a country until the vaccination's ready. Yes, it will cripple us internationally, but we could have kept everything going internally. Yeah, yeah. because if nothing's coming in, once we've got on top of it, we can just the vaccination will be here in January. We can all just get vaccinated and get it sorted. Yeah,
0: I mean, with that being said, though, they're going to have to do big numbers for vaccination. So I did a little bit of maths, but this is just around testing people uh, for like this. is Just a test whether you have coronavirus or not. So if they can get tests up to one hundred thousand a day it will take 1.9 years to get everyone in the UK tested. So with a vaccination, oh we're not... with Like 100,000 people a day isn't going to be an acceptable amount. We're going to need 66 plus million injections here, stat.
1: Unless unless they can, by post, drop uh, an antibody test, could mean you could have had it and not know. Yeah. We could be walking around in, is immune as far, yeah. staying indoors for no reason. Yeah. So the reason I'm not... Um, People are like, well, you've got so much energy. Why aren't you delivering groceries and doing this, that, and the other? Is because I don't want to be person vaguely recognizable from tv that gives a granny fucking coronavirus because i didn't know i was carrying it and i did i didn't anti-back a, a shopping bag properly exactly. as soon as i get the green light that i've had it i've got the antibodies and i'm clear i'll be back out i've got skills uh, skill, i've got skills yeah. and i've got skills <laughs> and the other i can i could be out there i could, we can we can do events there's things yeah. that you and i have got been blessed with that we we can do but until till that point i can't even see my in-laws who are 10 minutes down the road but we all could be immune and not know so the antibody test is vital and it can be easily done at home i've got some of the very first ones from um singapore that are only 60 percent reliable just out just out of scientific curiosity and they're so easy to use you just a little popper like that bang put it it's like a pregnancy test the blood goes up one stripe two stripes you've had it one stripe you haven't Easy,
0: you did it, and 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 were, you, is, positive, were you positive or not on, on the test? It, it, negative,
1: negative. They're not reliable though. All right, all right, sixty percent. Negative, they're negative. They're negative, not reliable. So we what we wanted was to see two stripes, me and Lindsay, and then we can kind of send test to her mum and dad, and if they had two stripes, we know that even though we're isolating in two different houses. We're sort of isolating as a family, so yeah. they could just come and stay here for a couple of weeks, but we can't. I just, we just can't get there in our heads. Yeah. To take that risk. Especially if anyone got ill. Yeah,
0: you couldn't. And I yes. think that's the thing that's kind of, I, t- I keep telling everyone is that it's not just about yourself, it's about what you can do to others. Because there's people that are like fit, like yourself, healthy, but then, you know, you go and see, go and kiss your nan on the cheek. That's ta-ta to your nan. Do you know what I mean? It's the last, last kiss.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, saying, they're saying anyone past their 40th, it jumps from about 39, 40 years, the probability of death triples even though it's still 0.1% yeah. it's not 0.001% Jeez. and then and they're saying the risks are slightly higher to 60 plus than they're letting on. So everyone's like, oh 70 year old should stay in. But in fact, anyone with parents over 60 or if you're over anyone over 60, yeah. in fact you do need to be quite cautious as well, even if you've got no underlying condition. 100
0: percent Russell, what's your policy on this though? What is your policy on People being delivered cakes and stuff, homemade stuff for their birthday. I don't know. When I see it on social media, it's not the sort of thing that I want to comment on, but I don't know if it's, if I feel quite right with a little homemade cake from mum. I feel like that's unnecessary contact, whether it's left outside your door or not.
1: Just sneezing icing. And uh, (laughs) I mean, even, so for example, we're getting a lot of stuff from Amazon yeah. and we're getting our shopping delivered so yeah. we don't have to go to the supermarket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a risk there. When an Amazon parcel arrives, yeah. we have a flash antibacterial floor wipe. We're doing every box of the floor yeah. wipe, opening the post, putting the cardboard in the box, then washing our hands after that. That can be got round, but something that you're ingesting cannot. So we've not had a single takeaway since this started, believe it or not. And I thought we'd be living on them, but I just can't get there in my head. Um, there's no clear guidance about does hot food – I mean, if the food is piping hot, you're probably safe, piping, piping hot. As long as you've washed your hands after you've touched the cartons, you're fine. But if it's cold food or salad or chilled, then – you could imagine, particularly if it's on like a moist environment, like an icing or a salad or something, that that a virus could potentially live in in that for maybe six, eight hours, maybe more. Why risk it? Imagine imagine if your last thought before you pop your clogs is like, I know I'm gonna die, but didn't I have a nice Victoria sponge on Thursday? <laughs> or oh, that cheesecake. Oh, I was just yeah, yeah. It's like the sunbaters. Oh, Lauren had such a lovely colour before she coughed herself to death. Well, fucking hell, Lauren. I'd rather get some fake bakes. Stay in, you bet. <laughs>
0: all right anyway i think we've done we've done lecturing the masses today uh thank you for joining us on how to kill an hour russell man and and thank you. like i just look forward to seeing wherever your content ends up next i mean like i said you you're there already the podcast you're already nailing them online you're already cracking out with content so yeah man i look forward to seeing more of that we'll make sure we pop links in the show description so everyone can check it out um wh- what should we be looking out for next is it just a show on sunday that we're looking for then because this podcast is going out today <laughs>
1: Is that Sunday, that BBC Two show, is it? it? I
0: think you said it was Sunday. I don't know. I was going off your word.
1: The comedian. comedian, Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought you meant the comedians in isolation. No, no, no,
0: your show. Your, yeah.
1: All right. So there's a BBC Two thing coming on. I don't know when that's on. There's a Channel Four show that Matt Lucas is hosting where aerial drone goes over the country and drops into people's houses. Not really, but that's the premise. Okay. So I'll be doing some stand-up, I'll be doing some stand-up on that. That's it. I've got a Facebook live with Terry Donovan, that's Conspiracy Theorist on Sunday, and I'll be dropping my canings regularly, twice a week. Official Russell Kane Facebook page, or if you can't bear Facebook, I also upload them onto my Instagram and on my YouTube channel as well.
0: Nice. TikTok yet?
1: No, and I'm um, quite scathing. Listen, <laughs> this is why I want... There's a, there's a thing, there's a way to improve the TikTok app. When you join it, you have to scan your driving license for ID. If you're over 30, it just says fuck off on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, improve.
0: Nice, nice. It's just, it's
1: just one too many TikTok. Why you got to do this to us, man? Right. I like seeing people in their teens and early 20s making funny dances. But when I see a married couple bashing out, you know, an Ariana Grande video, it makes me feel sick.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I don't care what kind of horse challenge you want to do. You know, that like where the lady's got long hair and she bends over and the guy pretends he's riding a horse. Nah, I'm all right for that. Thank you very oh,
1: much. Well, I'll have to check out now you mentioned it.
0: <laughs> Next week on <laughs> Russell's Caning. Uh, right. Anyway, bruv, I'll leave you to it, man. You look like you've got a really busy situation there. Busy, packed day in the office. So,
1: um, I... yeah. <laughs> we've been doing. The... My daughter is obsessed with the beheading of Charles I. She's four. I don't know what this means. So, that's what we've been doing. Yeah,
0: it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, oh, yeah, homeschooling. Before I let you go, how's that going? All right, you enjoying yourself? Are you a perfect parent? Like, I think you spoke about any caning as well. She's not
1: four. she's four, not five. So, yeah. we just do. Letters here and there, yeah. but we're not taking it too seriously. Standard. She's not she's not actually missing anything, so I'm saying just enjoy your last year of being a, like a kid with nothing going on.
0: Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, last kid, last year where you actually, might
1: be Yeah, standard, standard. Into- <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> all right, Ralph, I'll leave you to it, man. Plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Um, make sure you follow us um, on all of our social medias, uh, at How to kill an Hour. I'm at Marcus Bronzi. Um, and you, is it all the same for you as all on all your socials? Is it all at Russell? Right. It's on. definitely
1: official Russell, Kane Facebook, official Russell Kane Facebook page, Russell underscore Kane Instagram, Russell underscore Kane Twitter. My YouTube channel, just Google Russell Kane YouTube. Oh. It's, it's one of the one I've got a really uncool title, it's like YouTube forward slash FQMX12304, you know, some uh, unpronounceable shit.
0: We can change that now. You can. I think you can. Yeah. Oh, but for Probably now, too. just just Google it to be M- fair M- and find it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll have a good one, Russell. Thank you very much for killing some time with us, and thank you guys for killing some time with us as well.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus.